Hi. The Indian mythology is based on the principle of karma. And now karma has become a universal word. Now the people may not understand the exact meaning of that. Basically karma means that there is no escape from consequences. As everything has a cause. Beyond objectives are consequences. This Indian paradigm shapes Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism, Sikhism. However, this process principle is alien to the Western discourse. The Western discourse is shaped by the Greek ideas of shaped from chaos to order and by the biblical idea of shaped from slavery to liberation. And none of them speaks of consequences. Nevertheless, with the passage of time, the Western ideas have changed. Earlier the Western ideas are linear ideas. There is a talk of crime followed by retribution, but no consequence of retribution. There is a talk of justice and injustice, and injustice is followed by rebellion, but no consequence of the rebellion itself. One assumes happily ever after, as in fairy tales, where the hero defeats the villain. And the result is that no one can assume that the villain will strike back and continue the cycle of violence. That's the primary difference between the Indian and the Western philosophy of come. But the modern capitalist idea of moving from developing economy to a developed economy or the leftist visualization of journey from oppression through revolution to liberation are all based on the Western models. We find this resonating even in Peter Drucker's theory of management, which is management by objectives, MBO. Peter Drucker, the father of modern management, introduced to the world ideas of leadership, innovation, decentralization, collaboration, and smart goals. He spoke of the value of having clear targets. However, he never spoke of the consequences of an enterprise, consequences on the industry, and consequences of the industry on society, and consequences of society on environment. Even environmental activists like Greta Thunberg, Al Gore, are so focused on the objective that they do not think about the consequences of the writer's action of the culture. The assumption is that the good action will have good reaction. That's not the karmic view, where actions, good or bad, have reactions, good and bad. This is karma, not the sanitized hippie version of karma. What was the consequence of the great scientific revolution of the world rests on this world. What was the consequence of the European Enlightenment of the 15th century, Renaissance? That primarily led to wiping out of the Native American population by 90%. When America was discovered, the population was 50 million. And then it was reduced to 5 million in 200 years and that was due to the spread of 
various infectious diseases such as smallpox, chickenpox, common cold, measles, and they were carried across the sea against with the local tribals had no immunity. That was the karma in effect. Large areas of agricultural land in America, as a result, was reforested, which means more plants emerged, which pulled oxygen from ecosystem, causing serious climate change. And the recent research calls it the Little Ice Age of Europe in 17th and 18th century witnessed horror ensuring as a result of the greater prosperity in Europe. Can you imagine it? The prosperity is not supposed to bring horror but it was there. It ensured that Europe became a global superpower and shaped the world history, taking technology and science to every corner of the world to imperialism and colonization. The result, Second World War. It destroyed Europe and led to the rise of America. But it also had an unintended consequence, rapid unraveling of the European colonial empires and the rise of the nation-states. We are told the freedom of the nation was the result of freedom struggle. Again, a linear discourse. They were never told that they were the consequence of war between the colonial powers who had no intention of breaking their stranglehold on colonies. And that is cyclical discourse. Basically, that is Karmak theory. Likewise, in the post-World War prosperity, the fabulous cities of Asia, Europe and America emerged after wiping out of 60% of the world's animal population and bad events have good consequences. Evident. But good actions have also bad consequences. That's the crux. What you call good action today would necessarily not have good results. The consequences can be bad. Now all of us are talking about environmental change and global inequality. Revolutions are being planned to tackle either. But what will be the consequence of this? What happens when the industries shut down to save the environment? What happens when the rich are forced to pay taxes? Are the poor given so much of opportunities that they demand more comfort? And that would cause the greatest strain on the ecosystem. Rhetoric doesn't answer the question. It is time to think in terms of consequences, the karmic theory in action. The inability to think in terms of consequences is a bane of the Western model of thinking. Because that is, as I said, linear. It can think only in terms of a single agenda and does not see the consequence of its actions in entirety. In Hindu mythology, where the king plundered the earth mindlessly, the earth goddess gets upset and causes the king to fight against each other until their blood quenches the goddess' thirst. This is a metaphor of climate change. And it was written 1500 years back in the Vishnu Puran. 
and this was read literally and dismissed the story of savages by the west in hindu text let's be clear is that not the wrath of gods but the stupidity of the man that causes the flood unlike nozak where god was angry and the flood came no is the stupidity of the man is a consequence of the cupidity avarice and greed of man which results in flood this doesn't want to accept the wisdom of other cultures whether they are incas whether they are arabic whether they are indian or chinese it has convinced itself and the world in the rightness of its revolution and that's not there the reality is that the west has got to understand that in fact nothing happens without cause and whatever the objectives may be they would have consequence good bad but never indifferent another thing that has to be considered is that those consequences can be catastrophic but never benign now how does it apply to you as a human being your action has a consequence your objective has a consequence not only action but even the objective that's why means to attain the objective are equally important because the means would essentially imply whether the methodology used is appropriate or not you can say that you want to progress you want to be wealthy but if you want to be wealthy by robbing others by committing murder then the consequences are going to be that if you are caught you are going to be incarcerated so the objective would have the consequence but if you work hard if you invest properly if you go as an entrepreneur and have a startup and then you become rich then you would be honored and welcome so this is to be seen that objective itself is important but beyond the objective you have also got to consider the consequences this karmic theory if we apply only in this abstract form is very harmful i don't deny it because then you can always say well is in a karma is going to happen no karmic essentially means do your job but do your job in a manner that it does not disturb the ecosystem the moment you disturb the ecosystem by adopting those tactics which go against the principle of natural selection and here darwin's concept is very relevant that natural selection means survival of the fittest but couple it with the fittest as far as the methodology is concerned not and it's not something immutable the concept of karma the concept of achieving the objectives would have consequences and that's why if you remember 
Mahatma Gandhi had suspended the freedom struggle because couple of people were killed. And he said, look here, if the people are going to lose their lives, then that sort of freedom we don't want, we don't need. And he suspended the freedom fight for some time. That is what saved the ecosystem. And that's why you see the result today. That while India and Pakistan got the freedom at the same time, India is much ahead of Pakistan because the methodology adopted and the objectives were achieved through proper means. There were no shortcuts. So if you want to progress in life, you have got to see that the shortcuts are not something which you are going to adopt. Shortcuts necessarily mean that you are going to cut corners. And the shortest way always is the longest way. Let's not forget that. But here is not only the longest way, it's the most convoluted way because, as I said earlier, the cosmic system would not disturb. You see, we always say a butterfly waving its wing in Brazil can cause an earthquake in Peru. And that's a fact. The vibrations, even with the butterfly, change the complete ecosystem. So if the system is disturbed, the results can never be benign. And if that is so in nature, that is so in your personal life as well. So whatever your objectives are, see that you are not cutting corners, that your objectives are clean. You are using knife as a surgeon and not as a murderer. And the consequences would be as much beyond the objective depending on the means adopted. If you have very ethical, and I'm not saying religious, let's be very clear, I'm saying ethical, means you would find success. And that success would give you satisfaction and that's much more important than merely material success. Think about it. Thank you.